You are a blooming flower only if you could open your heart to the possibilities of you. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Here we have conversations to free your heart, mind, and soul. I am your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the ultimate joy goddess and the possibility of joy within you. I guide women who look powerful on the outside, yet feel voiceless on the inside, to be replenished and aligned. Are you ready for the sacred experience of you? Are you ready for your soul's medicine? I call that four mind alignment, which recalibrates your body wisdom from your lotus up to your stomach up to your heart and completes your full transformation in your mind. Move and explore your lotus mind, feed and nourish your stomach mind, acknowledge and accept your heart mind, transcend your logical mind with sleep. Be free to be using ancient body wisdom in conversation, in community, and in practice. Be free to be. Narcissists are necessary. Narcissists are necessary for the patriarchy to survive. And so in this episode of the Free to Be show, I'm going to talk about narcissism and its positioning and its, um, how shall I say, its normalization. So up until we had Trump in office, Nobody really paid much attention to narcissism or what narcissists were and always diminished it if it came up. Um, It wasn't even considered a thing. And then suddenly, right, after the Me Too movement, there's this blow up of narcissism and narcissists everywhere as if there was just a sudden explosion and they just appeared. Well, what actually happened is we finally had an identifiable personality type and we also had a um, a system of accountability for their actions. And so this sudden quote-unquote rise of narcissism is something that has always been there and it's very necessary so that it normalizes diminishing people of color, women, and anything that does not keep white men in power economically, um, psychologically, physically, and um, all the ways that all other people are diminished. So here's the thing about narcissism. There's so many different types, right? There's covert narcissism, where you're dealing with someone who is just 
emotionally abusive, um, distant, financially abusive, and sometimes even physically abusive in the form of quote-unquote discipline. And so this discipline has been normalized, right? So let, let me give you some context so that you understand exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I'm going to take this back to the original corporate structure of the United States, which is uh, slavery, right? So uh, slavery and colonization was spread by, you know, many European countries, but mostly the British Empire, right? We have the East Indian Company, which we are taught one thing in history class, right? It was about... Um, creating a robust economy and and uh, having trade between East and West. In order for that to be successful, uh, the lands in the East had to be colonized by the British Empire in collaboration with other European nations like Germany, the Netherlands, or I guess back then it would have been Prussia, um, and France and Spain and Portugal, right? So Port the Portuguese were like the original slave traders and they, I guess, have been documented as the worst and the most atrocious and violent. And second were um, the British. And, um, but there's another story about the Germans that a lot of people are not aware of, I am not going to tangent into that. The whole point is, as we are aware, in slavery times, there were, um, in order for the plantation structure to work, they had overseers. And these overseers were uh, usually illiterate white men. Um, and they were, they were paid quite well. And, and they would have slaves that would work with them, right? Uh, and this collaboration kind of works something like if, uh, if there was something that was very obviously, you know, like there was a, a lazy quote unquote slave who wasn't uh, collecting enough bales of hay, he would be, of course, whipped by the overseer. But sometimes on bigger plantations, it had to be delegated to the overseer, overseer's assistant who was an unpaid slave. And so when slavery was done, right? Oh, I skipped a part before, before that. So also during slavery, there were other things that happened like, um, you know, families were split up and, you know, children were taken from their mothers. And um, sometimes if children were just being children, right? And they may have not wanted to collect their bales of hay or whatever, the mother or the father, if he was still around, would beat the child in front of that delegated slave assistant so that the child would not get beaten by the slavers because the mother's beating would be less harsh, right? She's going to use her hand. She wouldn't use a whip. She wouldn't have them outstretched. And, and so when slavery ended, Think about this, right? This is a conditioning over a period of centuries. This uh, practice of protecting your children 
from now the these overseers were now police because the purpose of the police were to either re-enslave free people in the form of um, having them work as sharecroppers or um, some other kind of way to uh, keep poor black people um, economically suppressed, oppressed, right? And so it became a part of black culture and brown culture, so in Asia, right, all around the world, everywhere where slavery existed or colonization existed, these things were impacting the psyche of these people, right? And so it became very, it became normalized to beat your children in order to protect them from the authorities or from more severe punishment where they may be killed or uh, taken, you know, or tortured. And so all these centuries later, people don't even know why they beat their kids. They just do it because they saw their mother, you know, because their parents beat them. And so this is not normal. That is not the way as we know now, you raise children. This is not the way that you get someone to to uh, comply. This is not how you uh, create discipline. Discipline comes from care, compassion, love, and helping people to uh, know what the boundaries are and, uh, you know basically from critical thinking because if people understand the way things work what the set boundaries are and their responsibility in there then they will know what is appropriate and inappropriate as opposed to being shamed for what's right and what's wrong which is the basis of the narcissistic system so when you um you know, are raising your children. And it, it was more severe. It is more severe for brown and black boys because we're afraid in, in this country that our kids, you know, will be taken by the police. And so, you know, we basically instill fear of authority. And, um, and so this raising your children in fear is normalized and respected. And uh, it does not create an environment of consent or body autonomy um, or um, reciprocity, you know, any, any form of healthy relationship building. So side by side, we're, we're told, you know, to follow these rules and we have to ask permission for things which is not the same as being taught about boundaries, limits, and consent. So as it pertains to creating narcissists, children that grow up in these environments are traumatized. And because most of the time, the children that are being traumatized are boys, they grow up to be traumatized men. And this traumatization creates the narcissist. So now this child 
has no, um, you know, they've been extremely beaten, shamed, guilted, judged. And then we're, you know, telling them, don't judge people, forgive people, don't shame people, right? And you can't just click that switch off. It is in them. It, they grew up in the environment and they have been beaten into submission. And so this is the only way they operate. They cannot love. They don't know how to love. And this perpetuates the, the narrative of the, the, the black father who leaves. Because a man that, you know, cannot emotionally connect to his wife or his girlfriend and his children will leave and do the same thing again. And he doesn't know. Uh, what he's doing. This is the way he operates. I'm not, you know, condoning this or anything. I'm just bringing this to light so we understand that this is part of institutionalized racism. This is part of normalized masculine toxicity. This is part of boys will be boys. And this is necessary to propel the um, elevation of white supremacy and patriarchy. So we can talk until we're blue in the face about creating psychological safety and um, creating policies of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And it is completely ignoring the elephant in the room. We've got centuries of conditioning with all these uh, these <laughs> implants in people's homes, right? You got broken homes guised as normal homes because here's the other narrative that is propelled by narcissists, right? So now we've got, sometimes the narcissists are simply, you know, and I am using air quotes here, are simply financial abusers, you know? It, we got very... Uh, educationally and economically successful black men and brown men who um, have the big houses and buy their kids all the things and their kids go to the great schools, but they're beating their kids into submission economically sometimes or just verbally, just verbally, um, you know, emotionally abusing them into being part of the institution which is you got to get straight A's. And never mind that that kid is, you know, not actually, for one, retaining the information, and for number two, completely ignoring their body's needs and num numbing out in various different ways. Some kids cut, some kids um, use drugs, and, you know, now it's gotten to the point that they've had to legalize marijuana because... It's affecting everybody and they make more money when they legalize marijuana. And I'm tangenting. I will come back. <laughs> so when it comes to um, this financial abuse and these successful black and brown men that are raising these seemingly successful children, um, we have a whole nother generation of uh traumatized, emotionally abused uh, 
children who propel this narrative and support um, a system and they don't know why. They don't know what they're doing and um, their, their, their love for everything and anything is, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Because the other, the other part that makes the patriarchy super successful is uh, consumerism and capitalism, right? Because the other forms of numbing out are social media, movies, where they can continue this narrative of conditioning, you know, like we've got this whole Disney thing, right? Um, It's okay, you know, to be sexually assaulted. That's what Sleeping Beauty teaches us. It's okay, you know, to have a narcissistic mother. Um, I haven't talked about narcissistic women in here. And I'm going to be honest, I know just like they say, oh, you see, there were blacks that had slaves. Right. So the percentage of blacks that have slaves, that had slaves, the percentage of moms who are narcissists is, it pales in comparison to the number of white people that had slaves and the number of white men who are, are narcissists or men in general who are narcissists. So um, I'm covering a lot of territory here. And um, I just want to really bring to light the necessity of narcissism. And um, it's almost like with Trump, they all got found out. And I, I want that finding out to be weeded out. I want us to take a stand against narcissism. And an, an easy way to do that, like a smaller part of the system, if you will, um, is in the family court system. I have noticed some things um, going through divorce that I never would have been privy for. So I, it was a blessing on so many levels um, to get a divorce because now I see clearly how narcissism is built into the family court system. It appears that, you know, I got a good deal, right? I got a divorce. I got the kids. I got the house. Um, but they're, you know, the father still has access to them in the form of visitation. And we have to, we have uh, split educational decision making, medical decision making. And of course, when the kids are with me and get sick, I let him know everything. And when the kids are with him and get sick, he tells me nothing. And, you know, the same thing with their education. And narcissists are not communicators. They will not communicate. And uh, they will trash your name, trash your kid's name, and say that the kids are being controlled by the mom. And, um, you know, when they're emotionally and physically abusive, emotional abuse up until very recent. And, and as far as I'm aware, from my personal experience, there are pamphlets about emotional abuse, but actual penalties and um, taking away of access to the children for parents who are emotionally abusive doesn't happen. Um, unless... And until your child has suicidal ideation. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've got um, this child wants to kill themselves because their father has driven them mad. 
and uh, or their mother has driven them mad. And uh, all of a sudden, emotional abuse is a thing. But if when the parents got divorced, that child or that parent didn't have access to the child, the child wouldn't be suicidal to begin with. And this is the problem with normalized narcissism. This is the problem with normalized male toxicity. And um, this is the problem with the family court system. And, you know, it, it just looks so innocent. You know, the kid may say, you know, I don't like when my mom tells me to do this and my mom pay, doesn't pay attention to how I feel. And that doesn't really sound like a big deal, does it? Or does it? How do you feel? What are you going through? What is it that your parent is ignoring? Right? Are your parents communicating well? Like those things are not addressed. And the system's not equipped for it purposely because who cares? Right? The only people that get closer to justice, I'm, 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 I'm going to say closer to justice because I'm not saying that they get justice either. The only people that have access to closer justice are women who have lots of money and they can, they can go the distance because narcissists will take you to court for every single thing. And, you know, um, if you can afford it, you can out, you know, you can outbid them (laughs) with the better attorney, um, or stay ahead of them with the really good psychiatrists and psychologists and therapists. But most often, um, for the vast majority of people, children kill themselves, mothers kill themselves. And, you know, see, she was always crazy. And it's unfortunate. But like I said, in the beginning, narcissism is necessary for all of this stuff to exist. So the other part of this is you may have heard me say earlier on here that we are taught, you know, as once we grow up, when we, you know, go to work to implement psychological safety, most people don't even know what that is. People uh, don't know what makes them feel safe because by the time they're adults, they've been so numbed out and unsafe that to speak up for what they consider safe seems weird and it doesn't seem like it will actually happen and no one believes it will happen. And when it comes to uh, not judging, how do you just turn that judging switch off? And so this is the problem that I see in the coaching world, right? We got coaches, executive leadership coaches coming in to help companies to uh, do something that without addressing the elephant in the room, in order to change the institution, we've got to take a stand against narcissism. That is the kind of coaching that really needs to happen. We need to undo narcissism which will undo the institutions that create the abuse, that create the psychological unsafety at work. So um, 
the purpose of this podcast is to let you understand the ripple effects of the necessity of narcissism and that it exists and that it needs to not exist and that we need to work together to change the collective consciousness about that. So I'm going to end my episode here and look for an upcoming episode that I will be having um, with someone. We, we are collaborating on having a conversation about this underbelly and undercurrent of normalized toxicity. Um, and, you know, a couple of episodes back, I was talking about reclaiming your sexuality and um, challenging rape culture. Yeah, so this, that is a ripple effect of the necessity of narcissism. Because without narcissism, there would be no rape culture. Without narcissism, there would be no... Um, uh, no reason to reclaim our sexuality because everybody would be functioning normally and everybody would be respecting each other and um, understanding boundaries, limits, and consent. So um, that's it for this episode. And I do welcome your comments and thoughts. And until next week, be free. Thank you for being present for the Free to Be Show with the possibility of joy within you. Now go into the oceans of your mind and integrate and stimulate the body wisdom within you today. Create the remainder of your day differently. Be a stand for who you be. Experiment with using your voice. And if you require a soft place, to land in community, connect with me at theultimatejoygoddess.com. Together we will explore the joy within you. Until next week, be free.